Politics at the Dinner Table. You know, our teachers tell us that Filipino politics is rooted in what people say at the dinner table. However, most families, they now forbid talks of politics because of the presumption that it's going to be uncomfortable. However, political discussions are necessary, especially today. And contrary to popular belief, they don't always have to be heated. First, most political discussions only become hostile because of the manner of discussion, not the content. So we go in with heated chests and the firm aim of disproving the other party. But we should remember that this isn't a formal debate. It should be a respectful discussion with our family or friends where we go in with the intention of educating and also learning. So even if you don't finish this podcast, I hope you leave with this. Join political discussions with respect and an open mind. You know, others may not initially be as respectful as you are, but stay respectful and open-minded anyway. It's so tempting to participate in discussions with unregulated passion and emotions. But when we join political discussions with an open mind and without the firm intention to disprove everything the other party is saying, conversations become educational and ideas actually develop. It's really all about tone, word choice, and a genuinely open mind. I mean, who wouldn't be frustrated when talking to someone who raises their voice all the time when new ideas are presented? Don't be that guy. We have to respect. Second, most of the time, facts just need to be verified to develop political stands. This does not need to be emphasized further, but fake news is everywhere, especially in the comment sections. So let me tell you a quick story. I recently read one comment on Facebook where someone was confidently proclaiming to the public that this certain person authored several great laws, so that person deserves to be elected to their aspired office. So this commenter appeared very certain, very sure with a statement. And then a researcher replied and respectfully disputed each allegation with facts. So he sent screenshots and links to the laws proving that that aspirant did not actually author those laws. So what happened here was that the researcher was able to change the mind of the person who posted that comment. And he was also able to change the minds of other people who saw that reply. See, that's a more fruitful discussion than just insulting another person, just ignoring whatever their stand is. See, fact-checking, it can be done at the dinner table too. When one person alleges something, we can always respectfully verify this. No, we can say, oh, thank you, I didn't know that, let me verify. So if the allegation is true, the debate ends. Otherwise, minds change and the ideas, they grow. So, in case of debates where both sides are backed with facts, there's actually one effective way to have fruitful discussions that don't go in circles. It's called issue spotting. Before I entered law school, I thought, you know, cases just involved one question. Who's the winner? So the parties, they just throw facts at each other and the most persuasive guy wins. But it turns out, effective resolutions are so much deeper than that. There's always a real and more specific main issue, which is the key to correctly answering a question. For instance, here's a very controversial question. Was someone, let's say, Mr. X, was Mr. X a good president? Obviously, this question is pretty general. 
So today we tend to spend most of our time discussing questions such as, well, how was the economy during that time? Were there human rights violations? What are the long-term effects of their policies? But see, there was never really much dispute on these questions. Because these questions can be answered by data and cold, hard facts. So we can't keep throwing these facts at each other and expect to arrive at a conclusion that both parties believe in. It really boils down to the most important issue, which should be answered before anything. What is the definition of a good president anyway? See, this is where the disconnect lies. The issue has always been on the definition. That's where the discord has always been, the dispute has always been. For instance, some people focus solely on the economy during a president's term, so they're on one side, while others focus on human rights, so they're on another side. So it becomes useless to throw human rights violations at the former and the economy at the latter. So this is where we realize the root of why some debates haven't been resolved in so long. We have different definitions of what we've been debating about all along. And if we go on like this, the debate will just go in circles and we form the pros and the antis who just throw undisputed facts at one another. So before anything, I think it's important that we establish definitions. So let's ask, what are the elements of a good precedent anyway? Which factors are indispensable, non-negotiable? Should goodness be determined based on the full tenure or just the first six years to be fair when compared to other presidents? So the list goes on. So this is where we should have focused first. And once we figure this out and agree on a solid definition, we can apply the facts and all else will follow smoothly. And we could finally agree on an answer that takes into account all perspectives. This should apply to other debates too. Figure out the real issue where the disconnect lies and start from there. So let's be real. Aspirants are beginning to file their certificates of candidacy. These people will potentially run our country for the next three to six years. So with the future of our country at stake, it's time that we start respectfully talking about politics at the dinner table, especially when there are registered voters present. It's time that we discuss different perspectives and form educated opinions because, as I emphasized in my previous podcast, echo chambers are dangerous and sometimes they can kill. It's true that some people don't believe in facts. We can't change everyone's minds. But at least we can open the discussion and let everyone express their ideas. And we can all form educated opinions based on all the different perspectives. See, when we stop talking about politics at the dinner table, the future suffers. The youth don't learn from the past. The older ones don't learn from the present. And we lose the chance to educate and learn from our own families and friends. Besides, is your opinion really educated if you've been listening to just one side the entire time and blocking everyone else? 